comes where you invite him wherever you are if you invite him he's there and everything is possible amen thank you musicians god bless you richly and uh, some of you have been full-time today god bless you uh, and give you hundredfold invite you to go to the Word of God. We have been blessed this morning through the Word of God. God's speaking through faith. And that's what we need now at this time. God bless His servant. And, um, just want to say thank you to the specials. The one from this evening, I couldn't hear. The office doesn't have the screen for a moment, but enjoyed our special morning and uh, sure blessed for this evening um, i'll go in the same channel of faith this evening mark 7 and uh, you might hear it twice yes that's what god wanted for the, for today mark 7 29 and he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. She's talking about the Syrophoenician woman. And when she was, and 30 says, When she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. Read again um, Romans 10. Brother Ed referred to that this morning. Romans 10, 8, 10. It says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture Sorry, start here. at the end instead of starting here. So, eight, sorry, four. But what say he, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? So, it's not only in the mouth, but it has to be in the heart and in the mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart, that God has raised him from the dead and shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. May God bless his word. Can just pray once again. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. 
word is inspiring. The word is the source of truth, the source of strength. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we, our faith can only be increased through your word. Father, we sang at the beginning, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible because we believe because Jesus Christ is here. Father, Lord, we want to receive everything you have in portion for us. Father, we are here opening our heart for more of you. Speak to our heart, Father. Draw us closer to you. We desire to go in the channel, in your channel, Father, to have the same thought as your thought, have the same mind as your mind. Father, in order to be able, Lord, to speak, we need to have that word in our heart. May your grace be with us, Father, again, for the remainder of the service. We love you and appreciate you. Visit each home, each house, Father. Lord, you know, you know the situation, Father, but we just want to confess and praise you and glorify your name. And we pray, Father, the angels be at each place, each, each bed, each room, Father. And Father, the angel who can visit in the neighborhood, let the same angel go in each place, Father. And we have a testimony like this woman. When we go home, Father, when we go back, Lord, we can hear a good report from you. Grant it, Father. We love you and appreciate you. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And have a seat. I'd like to talk this evening, the same channel as I said, God willing. I'd like to read again in Matthew 25, 20, uh, Matthew 15, 28, the same story. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be thou to thee even as thy wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see in one, 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 one book it says her faith, the other place it says what she said. Because of what she said, then her daughter was made whole. So you see, faith has to be expressed. Faith has to be manifest. Faith has to be confessed. Faith has to, to be, you have to express your faith. You have to express what you believe. Amen? Amen. But I will take this scripture and, and use it in many different services. And I was thinking about it from the, from the mind of God, from all the portion, how God before the foundation of the world, he knew that we needed this last age. We need a prophet. We need a man of God. We need a prophet in order to restore us back to the truth. And he told that prophet, you know, store, store the food. Store the food because the people will need that food. And that's what we realize in our time. That, that if we need that food and we still need that food today, we cannot prevail in this time without that food. It's so important to be feeding on the word of God. In that great economy of God, God has decided to take a prophet and to speak five times with the title of perseverance. And he used the scripture to say, perseverance is important in this time. Perseverance is important in order to be an overcomer. You have to be perseverant. You have to be persistent. You have to be enduring. Amen. Himself, he gave a definition of what is perseverance. He said, perseverance, according, according to the Webster, Webster Dictionary, it, I was looking at it, it means to be persistent in making a goal. You must be fully persuaded and be persistent. Then you are perseverant. Now, it's a good word. I like it. I'm 
I'm, I'm very fond of that very, of that fine word, perseverant. I think the attitude of all Christians should be in all, in, in at all times, be perseverant. And man through all ages that have faith in what they are trying to achieve has always been perseverant. All down through the history of time, man that's ever done anything has been man trying to achieve something, and they have to have faith in what they are trying to achieve, and when they do, then they are perseverant. So realize that in order to be perseverant, you have to have faith. In order to be perseverant, you have to have something in which you believe in. Otherwise, if you don't have something in which you believe in, at the smallest trial, at the smallest difficulty, you are going to give up. At the the smallest thing that comes to you, you are going to take the easy way. You cannot talk about perseverance if everything is easy. If everything you can get is easy. In order to be perseverant, it means you need to encounter obstacles. You need to encounter difficulties. You need to go through certain things. And as you are going through those things, you need that character from God, from perseverance, in order for God to help you go through the things, go through the trials, go through the difficult times. As we understand in our time where we are living in, we are not in a picnic, we are in a fight. Amen. We understand that we are in a fight, and that fight, it needs, it cannot, it cannot overcome in this fight with physical strength. It needs all the spiritual weapon that God has provided to us in order to be overcome, and we need them in order to be overcome in our time. And one of them is perseverance. Perseverance is endurance. Is endurance. Abraham endured. In the old times, all the saints of the old time, they had to endure. They had the promise, but they had to fight for that promise. Amen? They had to fight for each inch of that promise. Even our time, we have the greatest promise is the rapture. Is the body change. But we have to fight for it. We have to go to trials. We have to go to certain things. And God, by His grace, has provided a way. It cannot be our own strength, but he that is inside of us is greater than he that is in the world. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, it says, For if you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet little one, and ye that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. For we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. But I'm actually preached one time, thing recently preached, we are not giving up. We're not going back. We keep going forward. We only want our destination is to go forward. All the bridges are already broken behind, so we have nothing else but moving forward. Amen. Notice, before you become perseverant, you have to have faith. Like I said before, you have to have faith. Before you can be perseverant, you have to have faith in what you are trying to achieve. You've got to first first have faith before you can be perseverant. And this woman that we are talking about, she was perseverant. She had faith. She had a vision. She had something she was looking for, and she knew that she can get it from the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book, we go to the book of Matthew a little bit to describe this story that is very familiar to all of us, but we'll take it as a background to as the prophet was himself going through this story to, to, to take the picture and to display the picture, which has actually a representation of many things that we go through, that we need sometimes to be perseverant, no matter what the obstacles that we are going Matthew 20, 15, or 15 says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, 
Oh, Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Her own daughter was sick. She could wonder, why me? She could wonder, why this situation? Why this? Why am I sick? Why these things? But you know, sometimes God allows those things, but he has a plan behind it in order for him to be glorified. Everything, when you have a son of God, everything has a purpose is for him to be glorified. God knew that his daughter would be sick, Lord of was sick, but it was in order to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we are talking about this story because her daughter was sick one day. We are talking about the story. The daughter was sick, but it didn't prevent what God had in purpose to be fulfilled. And she, she persevered in that, in, that, in that trial. That's why today we can be talking about this story. Because it's not the one who starts, but it's the one who goes all the way and endures all the way. Amen. Before you get to God, Lord Jesus Christ, she had a lot of obstacles. First of all, she was a Gentile. The prophet will say this, and we know the story saying she was a Gentile, so certainly many people were coming to her and telling her, you can't go to a Jew. You can't go to the Jew. You, you know, we are, we, are called, we are called the people who, who, cannot, who cannot commune together, who cannot fellowship together. So you are a cast out, cast out. You cannot go and fellowship with them. You cannot go to him. He's going to put it away. You know, all her close friends, her family, and different things were talking to her in order to discourage, in order to go to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. She had to overcome all those obstacles in order to make a decision that I have to go to meet him. I have to go to meet him. Myself, I was thinking about him. If the, if the disciples before they had the Holy Ghost, or rather after they had the Holy Ghost, they were still struggling between about the Gentiles. You know, when we had the story of, of, of what we, Cornelius, when Peter had that experience with Cornelius, all the other disciples, even himself, Peter, God had to rebuke him in order to bring him to that level. It's not what you call impure that is impure. What has made pure, you cannot call it impure. So they had still that struggle that they couldn't fellowship together, they couldn't be together, even after receiving the Holy Ghost. But how much more was it before they received the Holy Ghost? Can you imagine how, how they were just thinking, oh, who's she? Why is she getting closer to us? We have no fellowship. Why is she here? But she had to overcome that in order to receive what God promised her. And then when she comes, and the prophet, she comes to him and she cried to him, Oh, son of David, have, have mercy upon him. Jesus Christ doesn't respond. He keeps going on, keeps going on. And as the disciples come together there, they say, No, why can't, you, why can't you let her go? Because she's disturbing us. It means she was, didn't shout just only one time and says, Oh, uh, 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 you know, son of David, have mercy upon me. And that's it. No, she, she kept saying it. She kept crying. And he kept just going. He just kept going like nothing he heard, like nothing he heard. And all the disciples could hear her shouting after, after, after them, after, why can't you let her to go? She's bothering us. The disciples who should know better, that the one pushing the Gentile. Pushing the one who has the real faith inside. No, she's bothering us. The prophet says, you know, somehow faith finds the souls that others don't know nothing about. They don't know what it's not about, but faith finds that souls that nobody else finds about. 
no matter how much they try to say, don't go, she go anyhow. See, because faith finds that source. You can see you're in the midst of all the different things, different that are going on. But once God drops faith inside of you, oh, praise be to God. That's what I need in order to go through all the trials. Notice after she overcame the first entrance of her closest friends and families, she made the decision to come to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have mercy upon me. He remained silent. He can't break the scriptures. Now son of David, he never raised his head because she had no claims on him as son of David. He was a son of David. He was no son of David to her. That's why he didn't raise his head. He kept continuing because the way she was calling him, it was not something that applied to the Gentiles. They apply to the Jews. But listen, but she had so many hindrances. The prophet says her faith didn't have any hindrances. You might have some, I have plenty of them, a lot of hindrances, but what about your faith? That's the thing. The faith has no hindrances. You know, you can be here. Those who are the house, those who are the different places. You know, no, a pastor is not here. Nobody can lay hands upon me. Here are different things. Let me say, physically, those things are hindrances. But your faith has no hindrances. Your faith can still touch him no matter where you are. Your faith can still have access to him. Many times he responded to the call of the people who were calling him, not because they touched him physically, but because the faith could go and touch him. And you'll see the high priest of the same confession of faith that we have. Amen. Glory to his name. Amen. Don't let your hindrances stop you. Physically you might not, the prophet says, physically you might not feel well, or otherwise you might feel like going to church Feel, might not feel like going to church, might not feel like doing anything, but your faith don't have any, no hindrances. He moves on anyhow because maybe your pastor prayed for you, anointed you with all that's what he's supposed to do, and you go back and say, Pastor, I don't feel any better. But don't let that be any hindrances upon you. But they prayed for me, I still don't feel, I still have the same symptoms, I still feel the same way. As, but don't let be any hindrances upon you. It can be an hindrances in the physical realm, but faith has no hindrances. Then the next hindrance that she encounters, she's rejected by the believers of that church. They say, like I said, they say, just tell her to go. Think about it. I come to church. This is the place where I need to find people with perfect love. People are going in the rapture. People are. And then you find the same people who react in a strange way to you. Oh, is it really the people? I thought these people are very perfect. They only speak about the word and everything. I heard, I heard a little bit of them criticizing. Don't let that be an hindrance for you. You have a purpose in your heart. You are going into the rapture. It's not a man who called you. It's God who called you. That's what was heard. It was not looking at what the other people were saying and any different things. Her purpose was going to Jesus. John was there. Peter was there. All the different was there. Men of God. But in that time, there was in the time of weakness and the time where they have not been converted yet. But she still had, she still had a faith that could go all the way to Jesus Christ. Oh, praise be to God. And finally, response where it says, but he answered and says, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What a response. She could have said, 
Why are you saying that? I heard about a story of the woman at the well. She told you we have no fellowship between Samaritan and Jews. You kind of rebuked her in a nice way and you told her, it's not about the Jews and the Samaritans. God is looking for true worshipers. And I come to you. You are telling me you're kind of pushing me away. Sometimes the word can be so hard. You know, but I, I thought it would be just nice words and different things. But you come to a service, it's, it's Jesus Christ, and God, the voice of God is speaking hard to you. But still don't let that be an hindrance. She still recognized the gift of God and she kept moving on. It was not probably according to the expectation that she was expecting, but it didn't move her faith to keep going on. Maybe it's not things and circumstances and things happening around doesn't respect or doesn't respond to the expectations that we had, but keep moving on because God has put inside of you something that is greater than all the circumstances. Amen. Brother Balaam, sometimes you will speak very hard, and the word of God will speak very hard. But sometimes it's just to get the people, those who are not the true elect of God, to move away, and to move away so that the true elect of God, who has the seed of God, to respond to the word of God. No matter how hard it is, they will still say, praise be to God. The word is the truth. Amen. Amen. What a difference of attitude between her and the, and the disciples were following Jesus Christ when he said the hard thing. And they moved away and they went back to their own houses and whole churches because it didn't meet their own expectations. Amen. It says, in our modern language, we can say, I've been a message believer for so many years. I've served you. I've ignored how the brethren talked about me, but now my daughter is sick, and this is the way you are responding to me. I am disappointed. She was not disappointed. You will be disappointed on Brother Ed. You will be disappointed on Pastor. You will be disappointed on the deacons. You will be disappointed on the brother and sister. We will disappoint one another. We are human beings, but God does not disappoint you. God can never disappoint you. Amen. The word used for worship is, is that she said, her attitude after he said that, she still came, verse 25, she still came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. What kind of a woman is she? After saying that hard saying, she still came and said, God, worshipped him, say, God, help me. In the, in the Greek word, it says, proskuneo, it says to kiss the hand towards him in token of reverence. Hands among the, it says, it's to fall upon the knees and touch the ground with the forehead as an expression of profound reverence. She still has profound reverence to him. God demands respect. And God demanded respect from, from him, from his word. She still gave that approach. She still came with that approach to him with respect. Amen. Just think about it. The prophet says, God demands respect. God demands respect. Respect not only, only, only to the word of God. Respect to God. It goes all the way. I'm skipping quotes here just to save time because I want to get, to get some point. Some point. God says, the prophet says, God demands respect. It's not only for the word of God. God demands respect for the word of God, for the prophet, for the servant, for one another. When we respect one another, then we respect God. 
I like to read that one though. Then as you respect your servant, respecting the message of respect, you respect God, then I respect you and you respect me and we respect each other, then we are respecting God. Did not Jesus say in so much as you have done unto the least of these, my little ones, you have done it unto me and I would be better for you that a millstone has hanged at your neck, as your neck, sorry, and you were drowned in the depths of the sea, and then to offend one of them. Are you still with me this evening? Yeah. You might think that now that she has shown kind of respect and she has called him the right way, she will have what she's asking for. You will expect that and you will think that way, but verse 26 it says. And he answered and said to her, it's not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. I'm sure when Jesus told her those words, if the first people were at the beginning were warning her not to go, I'm sure they will be telling her, we told you so. We told you so. You see now? You see? You see what you get? You see what you get yourself into? We told you so. <laughs> but as a believer, she was not looking at what the people were saying. I know my Redeemer lives. I know he's still my healer. I know he's still my Savior. The prophet says, so faith always recognizes that the word is right. Faith always recognizes the word to be true. That's why faith always sanctions the word with a name. And no matter what anything else is, the word's always right. Message perseverance. Yes, she did not keep grudge towards the disciples. She didn't keep grudge towards the people. She was not offended by what the Lord Jesus Christ has said. And she remained perseverant, going with what God has put in her heart. Faith always admits that the word is right. Faith always admits that the word is right. If your faith don't punctuate every word of God's word with an amen, there is something wrong with an experience. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he doesn't say amen to that, there is something wrong with your experience. Amen. The faith of God always admits the word of God. The Holy Spirit feeds upon the word of God. She came for the crumbs and she responded with humility. She didn't come you know, boasting, you know, I deserve this and, you know, this has to be to me. You know, if you don't come to me, if you don't respect me. You know, you read the message of the brother Banam, the way he's talking. Oh, sometimes we, 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 we easily we can fall on the other side. You know, I deserve this, I deserve We don't deserve anything, but only by God's grace. It's God's grace in our life. And she came with humility. She said, Lord, that's true, God. That's true what you are saying. But you know, even the dogs can eat the crumbs from the table. Sometimes you come to the attitude, Lord, I'm not coming just to take everything, to show anything. Give me whatever you have in store for me. Even the crumbs of the table, I am coming to that. She came for the crumbs, but she returned with the children's bread. God knew from the very beginning how she was. She had faith in the word of God. How she was persevering. Jesus Christ knew from the beginning how she was persevering. And then, I'll read what the prophet, that is the main thought that I wanted to go here. She was after the crumbs. That's the truth. What you said is the truth. Faith always recognized truth, but she said, I'm here just for the crumbs. If I could just only find some crumbs, I'm a dog, and the dogs are privileged to eat the crumbs. 
And the prophet says, and the question answers on the Holy Ghost. He said, for this saying, the devil has left your daughter. Say good things then. Say something good about somebody. Talk about Jesus. Say something loyal, something real. That's the way to get rid of devils. He never said that. I never prayed for the girl. Jesus Christ never prayed for the girl. He never said one thing about her being healed. He never said one thing about her being healed. He just said, for this saying, for this saying, she's healed. You know, he, was, he, didn't, he didn't go and lay hands upon the, 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 the girl. He, didn't go to the, he just realized what she had said. The expression of her faith touched him. And he responded, because of what you have said, your daughter is healed. I don't look how far she is, but because of what you have said, she is healed. The power of the, of the faith that is being expressed. The power of the confession of the word of truth. Just because of what she said, the condition of her daughter, she was healed. No matter how far she was no matter how difficult it was that condition because of what she said that she said the right thing the daughter was healed may God help us to always say the right thing as brother had read this morning and this is part of it second Corinthians 4 13 we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believe therefore have I spoken we also believe and therefore we speak we didn't receive a spirit of fear. We didn't receive a spirit of fear, but we have received of the spirit of adoption, the spirit of God that can only speak. Why do you speak? Because I speak, because I've received the spirit of faith that can quote the word of God. It's not my word. It's God's word. Because it's God's word, God is obliged to back up his own word. That's why I can speak. Why do you speak? Because it comes from my heart. I've believed the word. I've received the word in my heart. Now I speak. The prophet talks about the ABC. Always believe God. Amen. Accept it. Believe it. And then confess it. Amen. Now why do you confess? I confess because the word of God says so. Keep saying the right thing. There is power in the confession of faith. If you bear with me, I will take some negative examples, and then I will put it on some positive example. The tongue is a two-edged sword. It can kill you or it can save you. The Lord Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew 12, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. Matthew 12, 35. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every Idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words they shall be justified, and by thy words they shall be condemned. Because of what you say through your mouth, you can be justified, you can be saved, and what you are saying through your mouth, you can be condemned. How careful we should be about what we pronounce through our word, through our mouth. You know, you know, you look in the book of the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, I'm just going through that, I look at Korah, I looked at, 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 at Dayton, I look at, uh, 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 I'm just looking at their names here, Korah and Dayton, and there was another one, on, they, where they're just saying different things to Moses, they condemned themselves by what they were saying, by what they were saying, it condemned them, Amen. You look in Samuel, the one who was the, the Shimei, the one who was there and, and cursing David because of his own word, he condemned himself. It would have been better for him just to shut his mouth and observe everything that is going on. He would have had better chance. <laughs> Are you with me this evening? 
Solomon knew that, oh, this person, he cannot keep his mouth shut. It means he's not obedient. He's going to kill himself. Just gave him, you know, don't go around on this. Just stay here. And he's knowing one time he just forgets and he goes. And that was the end. James 3 says, my brethren, be not, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in holt's mouth, that they may obey us, and we turn about the whole body. Behold, all the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a, a very small hand, whithsoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth, it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire of hell. A dangerous tool. A dangerous member in our body. If we don't use it in a proper way, it can kill. It says, says it defiles the whole body. It's not what you eat that defiles. Now in this period that we are going in, you know, don't touch this, don't this, don't this. We are so scared of anything that defiles. But our mouth keep pop, 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 pop. And it's the thing that defiles us the most. Amen? And God is going to know, take care of what you are so keep It's defiling the most. Now we are being uh, forward. Forward is uh, this, my opinion. Different opinions. God doesn't care about your opinions. God cares about his own word. Speak the right thing. And says, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpent of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, it's unruly evil, full of deadly poison. This is the kind of tongue that is not under the control of revelation. Revelation is the only thing that can push someone to speak the right thing. Without revelation, you will be talking, talking. I like to use that word. Sorry, maybe it's a weird word to use for a preacher. Talking garbage. Without revelation, it's garbage. But when you have revelation, something inside of you, you can just speak like Peter spoke. Oh, oh, praise be to you. You are the son of God. You're Christ, the Messiah, the son of God. And God could look at him and say, Peter, it's not, it's not blood. It's not blood and flesh that revealed that to you. But it's my father who revealed that to you. And he spoke from revelation. Revelation controls the tongue. Therefore, Bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we man, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. I like that. So it gives the situation, but at the end it says, it must not be that way. It means there is something that can change that way. It says, Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine or figs? So can no fountain both yield salt, water, and fresh. And fresh. Amen. You don't need. Just keep it, but just read, just keep the idea. 
You don't need to put, the prophet says, you people with this, this so blessed tempers, there's always spouting off in the mouth of somebody and can't put up and things like that. Be careful. You are guilty if you speak a word against your brother that's not right. Not just go around and tear down it. You don't have to stick a knife in a man's back to kill him. You can break his character and kill him, kill his influence. Speak against your pastor here and say something bad about him. You just might as well have shot him, told something that wasn't right about him. Well, it's killed his influence with the people and things like that. You're guilty of that, what Jesus said. Oh, praise be to God. I'm going to the positive side. Let me just draw a little bit here on the negative side. But it's, it's good. Then Christ in the mystery of God revealed. He's saying, he's saying, if you see someone saying things, don't hate him. Just love him. Summarizing. Just love him. You just keep saying nice things about him. Don't have any, don't have anything, the root of bitterness spring up because it will affect him. It will take the Christ right out of my life. That poison acid of malice, of jealousy, of hatred that will just take the Holy Spirit right away from you. It will run him from the tabernacle. It will kill the Spirit of God and drive him away from here and hurt your pastor. It will do everything else. So don't have that spirit of clan and different things. Oh, may God bring us to the right attitude with the word of God. Not any spirit of clan, not any spirit of separation, just divine love. Don't bring even the spirit of people trying to politicize, politicize things and different things. Don't bring that into the church. Leave that to the world. You know, all this is the clan of vaccinated people, the clans of non-vaccinated people. No fellowship with this, this group. We don't want those things. We want prophet love here. We are sons and daughters of God. That's why David would say, Psalm 39, 1, I say that I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Do you love the Lord? Laodicea has no revelation. She continues to say she's rich. And God is rebuking her because thyself. I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, knoweth not that the heart wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Because of no revelation, they say, this year saying, I'm rich, I'm independent of anything. But the bride with the revelation, she comes and says to God, I need you all the time. Now on the positive side, when faith is behind it, when the inside is filled with God's word, when the word is in the heart and then it comes to the mouth, something positive must happen. Proverbs 15, 4 says, the wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Your word with the word of God is a tree of life. Whether in good times or in bad times, you can still confess God is God. Paul and Silas never started complaining about the situations, but they know that we know one thing, we know one secret. If we use our tongue, if we use our tongue, if we praise the Lord in the right way, deliverance shall come. They didn't look about the situation. You know, it was because I was preaching the word of God and this happened. If we were not preaching, this would not happen. This would happen. But there was a God, we praise you. We love you. You are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Without even, they didn't know that there will come a deliverance. But God, even he sees that they were praising him. God from heaven could say, I'm portraying. Because of your worship, because of your saying, I'm coming down to deliver you. You are my son and my daughters, no matter what. The God of the mountain, 
same. Is it the God of the valley? Is the same God, the same yesterday, today, and forever? Praise be to God. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Sometimes, only a few days, on when I'm not sick. The Bible is not saying that. It's saying continually, all the time. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to him. It has a purpose. It is to continually praise the Lord. You've got to say the right word, the right thing to God. God saying, the prophet speaking in the unveiling of God. You've got to say the right word. You've got to say the right thing to God. A man shall be condemned, like I said, by his word and saved by his, saved by his word. I was just thinking about it. I'll be worried too much if I have to figure out the words that I have to say that will be pleasing to God. As a child is born, nothing, oh, I have to figure out the word that's pleasing to God, then I can be saved. No. God has given us, he's given us a promise. Feed upon the word of truth. This is my word. This is what is pleasing to me. The bride has the mind of Christ. She has that saved the Lord. She has the answer to the devil's questions. I don't have to try to figure out anything that will be pleasing to the Lord. I have the thing that is pleasing to the Lord. I have the word of truth. I have the promise of truth. I can come back to God and remind him of his own word. That's what is pleasing to God, brothers and sisters. We have to say the right thing. What is the right thing? The word of God all the time. The church does not want to say the right thing anymore. That's why the, the prophet is saying the church is no longer the mouthpiece of God. It is its own mouthpiece. It has its own program. So God is turning on her. He will confound her through the prophet and the bride. For the voice of God will be in the bride. Yes, it is. It says in the last chapter of Revelation 17, the spirit and the bride say, Come, once more the world will hear direct from God as at Pentecost. Who are those people? You and I. Why those people? You and I. The bride is now the final voice to the final age. We'll be speaking once again the thing that is pleasing to God. The bride has a commission. He said unto her in Revelation 10, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Jesus knew that this woman will stay with the word of God. She will say the right thing. Jesus knows that the bride will say the right thing. If a woman says something right in the time, Think about it. If that woman said the right thing in the time when it was not the dispensation of the Gentiles, how much more for the bride now if she can say the word of God in the time of the dispensation of the Gentiles? We can say and we will say and we are saying the right thing. Let's put the principle of confession here once again. The ten spies spoke in the time of Moses. In Numbers 13, 30, 13, 31, it says, They say, the ten spies, But the man that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth half the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. They saw things, 
and they speak about those things and they apply those things to themselves. We wear in the eye like grasshoppers. They describe those things and they apply them to themselves. Then God says, you know what? You apply that to yourself. I'm just because of thy saying, I'm just going to apply what you said. And in Numbers 14, 28, God says, Say unto them, as truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Because of thy saying, I will do what you say to me, and I will do that to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. But there is one person who didn't look at the circumstances. He looked at the promise of God. There are two people, two spies, the two spies who went there, Joshua and Caleb. They didn't look at the things that was up on their side. They looked at the promise of God. Caleb is the type of the real bride in this last age. Praise be to God. God is looking for more Caleb's. God, make us and give us the courage of Caleb in this our last age. And he spoke in Numbers 13, right after those people who spoke, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. It reminds me of the promises of what, what Paul said in Romans, Romans 8. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that loved us. Oh, that makes me feel good. He, he grew up and he confessed what the word of God says. It reminds me of what John is telling to the, to, to the, to the church. You have God, little children. I have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world. We are not of the world. We don't speak like the world. We are from the word of God and we speak like the word of God. And even goes further say the world heareth them because they speak like them. But we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Whereby here know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What boldness. But he knew where he was standing. Amen. And God spoke back to Caleb and says, But my servant Caleb, Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, not the spirit of error, but the spirit of truth, because he has another spirit and has followed me, followed me fully, him will I bring in the land wherein he went and he sees, his seed shall possess it. Why? Because of his word. Because of thy saying, God will apply thy saying to you. There will be a bride and there is a bride. There's been churches, churches, bride, 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 but now there is a bride. And we are that bride. Amen. They fell to the trial, but Caleb and Joshua overcame. Sometimes God puts situations just to see your reaction. If you don't understand, shut your mouth. And just observe, because you don't want to be in trouble. Observe God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help that person. Help that. I don't understand things. I'm shaking. I'm shutting my mouth. I don't, I don't have enough faith, Lord. Be better shut my mouth and observe. But if you have faith, Lord, your word is faith. <laughs> Do you get the principle? I was telling my wife, I'm itching to speak a lot. But I shut my mouth. I just observe. <laughs> it's 
when you say something, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. We just observe and pray. God is in control. <laughs> Amen? Yes. Brother Banamo said, you go to a trial, you'll see two people. God didn't tell him what was going to happen, but he says, you'll go to a trial. And Brother Banamo was prepared for that. And this is come the trials. A young couple kissing in the church. As I'm reading, every time I read it, may God help me, give me that divine love. Something comes. Those people, really? Every time, I'm honest with you. Every time I read it, like, really? But something came to them. Says, I forgive you. And prophet says, that was the right word at that time. How could it happen? He was in that channel. He was praying. He was in that channel. God just wanted to see the reaction. And if you read what the prophet say, and what he said, that was exactly what God wanted him to say. May God help us just to have to stay in that channel, to stay in the channel of God, to pray, to pray. God help us. And then at the time of a trial, just to say the right thing, to encourage someone. Is not that the same thing that happened in the time of Moses? Moses in Numbers 14, the same place where we are with Caleb and the other ones. Moses said, Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of these people according unto the greatness of thy mercy, as thou hast forgiven these people and from Egypt even unto now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according not to my word, but to thy word. Because I said so, I am applying that because you say the bride is coming to that level where your world you value so much what you know because you are deity. When you have the Holy Ghost, deity is inside of you. You know the power of the word of God. You know the, the authority God has given you. So you reserve the word that you say with respect. Let it be the word that edifies. Let it be the word that strengthens. Let it be the word that helps someone to get closer to God. Not just any word. God listened to the voice of a man who was burdened for the people. Even the trial we are going through, it could be that God just wants to see what is the reaction that we are going to have. Are we standing like Caleb? Are we going to speak like the other ten spies? But I purpose in my heart not to sin with my tongue, neither with my social tool. The omnipotent speaks. When the omnipotent speaks, Itachim has said, I will be thou clean. When the omnipotent speaks, miracles takes place. Hallelujah. His leprosy vanished like a sun flying from behind the cloud. Sure, omnipotent speaks. He promised, and in this last day, that he'll speak again. When omnipotent speaks, the miracles happens. When Prophet Abraham says, just paraphrasing, give me a little bit more time. When the prophet says, when the omnipotence meets together, something was happens. God is the omnipotence. But now he has also placed into the bride a portion of the omnipotence. Now when you speak, the miracles happen. Brother Ed has been going through what happened at the beginning. God had to speak his own word and believe in his own word. He had faith in his own word. The same omnipotence at the beginning. When he spoke, he believed the same word. The bride now with the portion of the seed that God has put inside of her, she comes to the time she will speak. And then she will have faith in what she speaks. Amen. You can speak, I am healed. I still have symptoms, but I am healed. 
Oh, Lord, give me strength. And by that, I know that I'm healed. Maybe I'm still weak here there. I'm still this and this. But I know I'm healed. Amen. The power of confession. Amen. The God says, the prophet says, oh, so many things. When the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is here to inspire, remember, God will make your body come into your confession. But I touched this morning. If you say you are a drunker and want a drink, don't worry. You will soon be one. If you say you are a sinner and want to sin, you will be right into it. If you say you are a Christian and believe it all along, God will bring. Your testimony will bring you right into it. If you believe in healing and believe that God has healed you, confess it. God will make your body obey your confession, for he's the high priest of your confession. Setting at the right hand of the Father now with his own blood to make intercession for any confession upon anything that he died for. He died to read sin, and sickness is the result of sin. He was wounded for a transgression. By his stripes we are healed. Remember, have faith. Don't waver. Stand on it. Amen. Praise be to God. Don't waver. Stand on him. What is your confession? Your confession is like this. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And to them who are the called according to his purpose. I don't understand, but I know this is my confession. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, distress, of persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors, brothers and sisters. I am persuaded, convinced, that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our God. What you look at affects your confession. Brother, well, I didn't mention that small. What you look at affects your confession. If you look just at your symptoms and how low and different things, it will affect your confession. Be careful. There is power behind your confession. So be careful of the things that you are looking at. Remember the story of that mother and that, the father and the mother who came. He was looking for the prophet. And the prophet took long to come and to come to pray. There was always something preventing to come to pray. And finally came and prayed for that young boy. And once he prayed and finished praying, the, bro- the father and the mother they started rejoicing. Oh, praise be to God. Praise be to God. The nurse couldn't understand what's happening. Uh, you, you, do you love your son? You don't see that. Medically speaking, there's never been something like this. This child to come back to life at this stage. You don't see what is written there. He was just looking at her. Oh, little nurse. You, are, you have been trained to look at that thing. It's good to look at it because you have been trained to look at it. I've been trained to look at something different. Now that the prophet is here and he has prayed, I know he's healed. Praise be to God. I'm not looking at what you are looking. I have a binocular that looks further. And because I can see what God sees, I can start rejoicing upon the healing of my son. Because of thy saying, that son was healed. Praise be to God. We need to look at things in the way God looks at things. Sometimes I'm struggling to see how God looks at this, but I'm still feeding upon the word of God for God to open my eyes to see the way he's seeing. You and I, we're in the same boat. How you look at things affects you all the time. 
I look at it, it affects you all the time. You know, but I'm talking about the story of John Sproul. He went somewhere, and, and he went there, and there was a painting, and he couldn't look at that painting in proper way. He says, I don't see anything. I don't see anything dramatic about that painting. I don't see it in proper way. Then the painter, if I understand the story, or the sculptor says, you are looking at it in the wrong way. You need to come down here. He's talking about our prayer life. And then when you look from that, oh, you will see. And then he came down there and looked at it. Oh, Lord, now I see. Praise be to God. Now I see. Now I can confess that you are my Savior. I can see the agony on the cross. I can see what you went through. I can see that you were wounded for my transgression. You were wounded for my iniquity. Transgression. You were bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my, of my, of, of my punishment, was, punishment was upon you. Oh, I see that, Lord. Now by your stripes I'm healed. I see that. I see that, Lord. Praise be to God. You know what the problem is? The problem is that we don't put our name in the scriptures. We put the scriptures, we don't want to confess the scripture with our name inside. We put it inside upon. But the prophet saying, you know what are the stories that says, don't just read what the word of God says. Put your name inside of it. Put your name inside of it and say like this. Like that young boy was telling to the captain. Captain, I'm going to tell you how my mother used to tell me how to read. Let me tell you, Captain, how my mother used to read it. Say, this is the way she wrote it. He was wounded for Willie Pruitt's iniquity. He was chastised for Willie Pruitt. All these things that he was done was for Willie Pruitt. That was his name. The old captain said, I like that. Could you read my name in it? Oh, we like Brother Vanham when he can, put, he can put our name into the scripture. He can say, you know you are the Rahab of that old time, but now you are the real Rahab. You have the same faith. You are the real Moabite, the real Moabite, Ruth the Moabite. You are the real Mary. The word was, is in you like it was in Mary. He's putting our name into the scriptures. Now we can confess the scriptures with our name inside of it. And God is saying, you are saying the right thing because you are putting your name into the scriptures. By your stripes I am healed. By your stripes Kevin is healed. By your stripes all the brothers and sisters are healed. This evening we are putting their names in the scripture. Amen. We confess the word of God. That's what the word of God comes to do. Amen. Praise be to God. What did he do to somebody else was true to the cause. What he did to somebody else that was untrue to the cause. Put the name in the scripture. Remember the woman at the Memphis? She was there. She put her name in the scriptures. She couldn't understand what was happening. Her son was sick. I prayed for this son. I prayed for this son. I prayed. I prayed. But he took the wrong way anyhow. Something happened to him. I can't understand. I can't. God, you, God, please, God. And she, she's telling God, where is my Elijah? She put her name in the scripture. She knew where the scripture could belong to her. 
I'm like that Shunammite woman. That Shunammite woman is me today. I put my name in a situation. Now where is my Elijah? Where is my Elijah? And God spoke to her, I'll show you Elijah. And the prophet, something was leading him. He didn't know what he was going, but he was just following the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Just following the leadership. Oh, we need the leadership of the Holy Ghost, didn't we? Don't we? He was just following the leadership of the Holy Ghost, following the Holy And then he came to He saw that, that Auntie Jamama, I look at her. He says, and she looked at her. How does she call him? Parson? Hello, Parson? And then look at her. Hello? And then realize, how do you know that I'm Parson? I know. How do you know? I, was, I know my place in the scripture. And he's te- she's telling the prophet the scripture. Read it. He says, do you know the Shunammite woman? I'm like that kind of woman. Oh. She knows her place in the scripture. She confessed the scripture that pertains to her. And says, and I prayed to God. And he told me that you will be coming. Do you know my ministry or anything and things? Say, no, I don't know. Just think about it. If a woman can put herself in the scripture, the word of God, and God could bring the prophet of the age towards her and ground the plane there for that woman, how much more you and I, we know that prophet. We believe the message of the hour. We have heard about him. How much more if we say the right thing by putting our place in the scripture, we can ground the whole thing and say, God, come and move once again among us, Lord. We don't understand. We didn't expect these things. But come now and move among us, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you. And he's here to do that. He can do that. I believe you are my heart. And he will do that. We don't understand everything, but God is in control. She's praying. The prophet says, pray. She's praying. She's praying. She says, oh, you can tell that she knew she was talking to. Oh, may God help us. She knew she was talking to. And then prophet starts praying a little bit. And then, Mama, I see. Mama, I see. Mama, I see. Mama, I see. The prophet went. The plane was still waiting for him. That woman, illiterate woman, who didn't know anything, maybe about to read anything, but she had faith that could speak the right thing. And because our saying, God responding to that call. Praise be to God. Amen. Just... Say the right thing. We are coming to the place where the bride needs to say the right thing. Had to write to say the right thing. She just said the right thing. And when she said the right thing, that supernatural anointing of God came down. And when it came down, the supernatural came down. When the supernatural anointing came down, it came down. You know what he did? According to the prophet says, the supernatural came down and it pointed to the word of God. Listen to what he says. He says, sister, that's right. That saved the Lord. You said the right word like that Syrophoenician woman said. That's where God is putting you in that scripture. That Syrophoenician represents you. You said the right thing because of thy saying. God is asking you whatever you have need of. God is here to give that to you. Whether it's money, whatever it is, God is here to give to you. And she didn't know what to say. But God knew what she would say. And when she went in that channel, she was in that right channel. And God intervened. She said the right thing. And God came and intervened and gave her the salvation 
of her children. The first time that the, the third pool is applied to a human being, it is salvation. But remember, it was more than salvation because she could have asked anything. It means whatever you have need of, it is included in the third pool. It can be given to you. Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, even those who are sick, God is here and knows. Not only sister had to write. One time, Brother Banks Wood said the right thing too. He was there. He had a burden in his heart, confession from the heart, something that is hard. Then I think I believe he was talking about the, the, the Sunday school teacher. We need to go and, uh, and, and, and we need to go and share this experience with them. When we share the experience with them, then she, she might believe she was a good woman. Because of their saying, the anointing came down once again. Because of thy saying, God came down and intervened in a supernatural way. Said there's going to be a resurrection of a little fish. Because of thy saying, there's going to be a resurrection of life. There is something that will be brought back to life. Let me tell you, if the same God there at that time... Because of what they said could come and intervene to bring back a fish. Let me say this. A fish. I don't recall that fish coming back to church and say, thank you, Lord. It's a useless fish, but God wanted to show his power. If God can bring back a useless fish just to show his power, how much more God can bring back our brothers and sisters who will be back in the church praising the Lord. And say, God, you are real. You healed me. I was at the brink of death, but you brought me back. You are the same God who intervened in life. Can bring back to life. Praise be to God. Just church of God. Keep saying the right thing. The right thing is the word of God. Amen. That's not the end. Sister Weber, one time, she said the right thing. Sister Weber was the sister who had that saved the Lord, I have quotes, but I don't read because save time. She had that saved the Lord upon her death. The prophet saw says, you need to prepare. God has showed me that saved the Lord. You are going to die. She just took it and she's praying. She's praying and everything. One time she gets to a point, she heard people saying, you know that brother, that Brandon, it's just, it's just, it's just something is not... It's not real, they're criticizing the prophet. Then she said, well, this is my opportunity to say the right thing. He's not a crook. He's a servant of God. I saw him growing until to this age where he is. He's not a crook. And she defended the prophet at the right time. But the man later goes, and the angel came to him and says, you know, I gave you that saved the Lord for that woman. But the angel was there when she said the right thing. (laughs) Glory to God. The angel was there when she said the right thing. And he heard it. Because of that saying that she said, she's not going to die. Glory to God. Let me tell you, you and I, we don't have that save the Lord upon our death. There is no that save the Lord that we are going to die. There is no that save the Lord. If a woman who had that saved the Lord from God, that she's going to die, she said the right thing, God changed that sentence of death upon her, how much more you and I, we don't have that saved the Lord of our death upon us. Can we say the right word to God and God can change our situation? He's still the same yesterday. 
after that, to then forever. Amen. Rather, we have that save the Lord, which is upon life. We shall not all sleep. It's that save the Lord. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That's that save the Lord that applied to us. And we can say, praise be to God, to your word. You know, in the Bible, there was one man, King Ezekiah. He was there. He, was, he had to save the Lord upon him for his death. But the prophet says, he went and prayed. And he prayed to God. He prayed to God. He said the right thing to God. Because of what he said, God changed the plan of his death. Changed into life. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes death to life. Prayer changes sickness to health. It's a quote of the prophet. Prayer changes sinners to saints. It's prayer. You may laugh too much. You may shout too much. You may eat too much. But you'll never pray too much. What he's saying, you can say the right thing to prayer. Praise be to God. It's not just something to say as a story. It's something that applies to us today. Praise be to God. The effectual fervent prayer of righteousness develops much. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. It might not be instantaneous, but it still saved the sick. Daniel prayed. He did not have the answer for three weeks. But listen to what he said. Daniel 10 says, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. You can put yourself in that place. For from the first day that thou didst set thine ear to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, Thy words were heard. It means the angel heard thy words. What you said, he heard it. He heard thy words. He says, and I'm here for thy words. Because of thy words, that's why I'm here. Because of thy words, the angel can come down today. Because of thy word, the angel can come and confirm thy word. And verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, uh, me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, can, came to help me and I remained there with the kings of Persia. The angel told him, I have come because of thy words. I have come because of what you said. Praise be to God. Prayer is the most powerful weapon was ever put in the hand of mankind. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Let me say, brother and sister, you might be at home. Oh, no, I don't hear. No one can visit me. I feel lonely. Yes, it may be the circumstances, the hindrances, but faith has no hindrance. The prayer of faith doesn't depend on distances. It doesn't depend on people. If you believe in God, God will heal you. Amen. Because now we are in dispensation of Gentiles. That woman, a Shemanite woman, a Syrophoenician woman rather, she was a Gentile. She had the faith of the Gentiles. She could touch the Lord. For Her daughter could be here at a long distance without, without the Lord Jesus Christ touching her physically. The Gentile faith, like for the Roman centurion, is about speaking the word. Faith does not have an entrance. No one can visit me. God can still visit you. If we go home today, we can see our loved ones healed. Even the ministry of Wadu Banami will say, there are more healed in the audience, there are more people healed on the other side than people who are on the prayer line here to show that we are in the dispensation of the Gentiles. Praise be to God. 
I'll conclude with this, with this quote. The prophet says, musicians can come as I'm reading this quote. It says, Not every one of you, not only ministers in the new ministry, my new ministry, but all of you ought to pray for these people. You don't know what God might do for you while you pray for somebody else. What if you'd say the right thing? Here is a woman standing here that's so sick that they have to hold her up. What if your prayer will be the right thing? Just like banks say the right thing. Like Haiti right say the right thing. What if you would say the right thing? Your prayer. It means it's not only something that we read in the, in the books and read in the something for the past. Today, in your prayer, you can say the right thing. Your prayer calls to cause God to come down and to do something. This is just not one person. This is the church of the living God. Everybody see, everybody can be in prayer. I would say this, God is looking for, not only for bank, bank food on the past, but God himself is looking for the bank's food of today. He's looking for Sister Hattie Wright of today. It's for every believer. It's for every believer today. We can say the right thing in our prayers. If you are born again, deity is inside of you. You can speak. We can call prayer for one another. We can pray. We can pray like Daniel. It's not only in the Bible. It's also for today. The word of God will defeat the devil anywhere, any place, anytime. It's still the word of God. It's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise be to God. Oh, do you love him? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Let's sing a song as we pray, prepare for. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. I learned to trust in God. 